starting. It's very sugary. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Um, it is podcast number eight, and we are starting a new series. So everybody, we are starting a new series, and it's going to be all around men's mental health. And I'm going to bring a male or whoever identifies as a male on every probably couple podcasts, third or fourth. Um, and just have a chat about their journey in mental health to bring more awareness to men's mental health. So we got our very first <coughs> male here. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. Um, his name's Clayton, and I hate him. Um, he That's just great. ordered a hot chocolate with two sugars. So it is it is a crime. Um, but he did drink it all, so I do do support that. Do you have anything to say about your hot chocolate chocolate choice? Uh, probably should have three sugars instead of two. <laughs> That's disgusting. Um, he said he's never had a coffee in his life. Again, I think that is a crime. But also, it's good not to get addicted to coffee because once you're in, you can never get out. So yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I've never met a coffee girl because yeah. mum told me early on it's touchy growth. So that's so that's so, that's true. <laughs> Look at me. That's why my brother's I'm five ten. I'm five one. Oh, is he five ten? You're six three. Yeah, no, well, I'm not six three. I'm like you're six. You're six I'm foot. around. No, I'm not six <laughs> foot. I'm uh. No, it's uh. Yeah, my whole family drinks coffee. I'm just like you're oh. six foot. I'd rather have four oranges in the morning than have coffee. What the? Or four bananas or something. I don't like bananas. Oh my god, this guy has a taste palate of a fucking three year old. I said, what if you know me, it's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> just consists of charcoal chicken, <laughs> Subway, and some schnitzel. <laughs> Charcoal chicken. I'm like, what is a fucking crime? <laughs> crime. Have you ever had like a dumpling? Uh, it's actually a good story. Yeah. I went to Singapore in grade five mm. with my school. With Haley No, no, no. Oh. With just Berkeley Primary School. I don't know why we got picked to go to Singapore, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah I don't know. We went. We went there, and I obviously like. Don't really like enjoy. Well, it's not that I enjoy, but so I like. Really I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't try up. like Asian type foods oh. and stuff. And like, I'd go there and just have nachos. In Singapore. Uh, yeah. What the fuck. Like I had nachos every day. It's probably why I was a little a tubby kid. So, did you have a so yeah, no. So my teacher forced me to have a dumpling, and I threw up all over the table. Oh. And God. it wasn't because of the taste. It was just... It's because your thought process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's all it is. So like, like if it's... Yeah, that. if it smells... If it smells shit or, like, it's, like, terrible, like, yeah. I just won't eat it. Dude, now you can't go back. Like, <laughs> I can't imagine taking you out for dinner. Like, oh, oh, no. So, like, if I go to Shanika's, yeah. I'll order, like, the steak. That's a piece of meat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, not like, different. yeah, no, you won't have. That's not different. Yeah, no, you won't see me have any, like, uh, spaghetti You're or. You're a freak. Baby. I mean, like, I like spaghetti, but. You're a freak. Anyway. All right, well, um, <clears throat> first and foremost, I have to. Sorry. Sorry, the. Sugar's getting to me. Yeah. Um, I have to do a trigger warning first and foremost. We will be talking about mental health related topics, so. Things like suicide might come up. So if you are not in the mental state to listen to that, please swipe off um, and listen to something else. Watch SpongeBob or something like that. Just don't trigger yourself. And or some yeah. Jesse. Oh, yeah. Jesse. We love Jesse. And New Girl. We recommend New Girl strongly. All right. Well, um, let's talk about our relationship. When did, when did we first meet? Um, <clears throat> I actually don't remember. I was trying to think about this today. Was it before? No, we met in high school. No, I, I was year in, seven or something. I would, I would have been. Year oh seven, well, I think. I think I would have been year eight, 
because we were hanging around. We kind of hang around the same. Yeah, yeah. Kind of hung around the same people. Yeah, well, I was um, I was friends with like girls your age, and then you invited me to, like some meal parties. Um, that was some pretty big parties. Yeah, that was a wild girl. Um, <laughs> the raspberry lemonade, it was going off. Um, and then yeah, that's how we became friends and just stayed in contact. And then during lockdown last year, um, PlayStation became. A bit of a kryptonite for yeah, everyone. We smash him, JTA. And yeah. We and you were dressed like a shitty Kelly Rowland. Ah, uh, that's rude. My character <laughs> looks like Kelly Rowland, apparently. So everyone, everyone talks she, a lot of shit about my character. She looked pretty banged up. She was cute, man. <laughs> I don't remember what your She's more like a white beater in like blue, <laughs> I, blue still, tracksuit pants. She still looks like that. And I had the, I just had the bloke with um with like the pit vibers on and in, in yeah. the uh and the like um, jacket on. But yeah, when I started. Uh, the Instagram last year, mm. you and your mum were really good <clears throat> and really supportive and helped me a lot. Um, and I feel like, didn't, did you do your story first? I think your mum did one first. I was the first bloke to do it. No, uh, Cooper did his first. And then I think. Oh, yeah, no, yours. yeah, 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 no, you're right. Um, so, yeah, if, if anyone doesn't know, I do, used to do like um, Instagram stories where people used to submit like their mental health journey and a photo and I used to post it. Um, and then, yeah, Clayton and his mum did one as well, separately. I liked mums. Yeah, your mum's was beautiful. Mums it, was nice. it was great getting your mum because it was a like an older perspective as well. Yeah. And I didn't have anyone come from an older perspective, so that was super important. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's kind of easier for me because she's told me about her story five million times. So yeah. It's and she's easier so for me to talk about this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. She, and she's so open about it. I feel like she treats you like friends rather than like sons yeah sometimes. so when my mates come over it's like jackie the cool mom you know yeah, like she is like one of the boys like oh i'll get you a slab or oh my god you know oh just take my credit card or, you know and <laughs> just go down card. and get a bottle of gray goose or something <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> That's so funny. and she's always I out there like dr- yeah she's always out there like drink with us she's a queen yeah. but i feel like that's probably another aspect <clears throat> of why you're able to be so content with talking about mental health and talking about like your own issues and being more vulnerable with emotions because she has taught you that. So it's like, a, it's really important. I feel like to have a mother figure. Yeah. Well, she was my best friend growing up. So yeah. And, and I think it's important to have that figure in your life who is so open about it because when they're not open about it, it obviously stunts you from feeling that way. Mm. But I was going to ask you, when you were younger, especially at Haleybury, um, no, I'm good. Um, especially at Haleybury. I need another hot chocolate. Oh, we had eight sugars. So. I'm going to sh- shout out Haleybury. I don't give a fuck. Sue me. Um, do you think they spoke about mental health at all? Uh, Wait, what year did you go to Haleybury? Year, year seven is oh, when okay. I first started. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is what I wanted to ask. Yeah, did they talk about mental health? Uh, you know, you get the presenters that come in maybe once a year. They talk to the whole assembly about. Well, we never got that. Mental health and stuff. Are you, are you sure? No. I reckon, one, I reckon there's someone came in like once every, but a lot of people like blew it off in the audience. So they're like, oh, like you know, like cool. he, he, here's the presenter again mm. talking to the kids and mm. about it and stuff. But like, there was never any like full on conversation uh, conversation about it. Mm. So. What about with, like, your friends and stuff? Did you ever talk, speak about it with each other? 
Did you ever? Uh, there wasn't really anyone at Haleybury that I could talk to. What about outside of that? No, well, I went Besides to Besides family. So I went to a psychiatrist mm. for like four years. When at, you were at? At Haleybury. From oh. year eight. From year eight. No. Yeah, yeah. Start of year eight till uh, year 12. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool. So I was there in and out of class and stuff. But um, but also did like speech therapy for like okay. 10 years. Mm. Did did you tell people when you were like leaving class? or you just People like- knew. Like I tried to schedule it like at like recess and stuff. Yeah. But like it started off as once a day. From year eight to... Once a day? Yeah. That's a fuck... But like... Yes. They weren't scheduled meetings. Like there was like two or three scheduled meetings and then I'd go in at like recess or lunch for like 10 minutes. And and check up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, But um, towards the end of year 12, I'd go in like once... It like kind of reverted to more over emails and stuff. Oh, okay. But I'd still like talk to this person. Yeah. Which was a teacher at the show. Did you stay with the same person the whole time? Um, I had like two people, oh, okay. so I had one person for the first three and then, well, in year 12, I didn't go see okay. psychiatrist. It, it was just a teacher oh, okay. where I, she taught me in year 11 okay. and then I went to go see her in year 12 and I talked to her about everything, you know, relationships, yeah, family problems, all that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you still – did you ever say to the – like, did the boys, oh, I'm going to go see the cycle? No, like yeah, – yeah, yeah. I mean, it was – the guys know I'm a pretty open guy, but yeah. the people at Halebury I didn't see as people I could talk to yeah. about that stuff. Yeah, because it's – they don't – It was more that. my – it was more my friends outside of yeah, cool. school. So you never was like – Oh, say boys. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I'd like do it at like recess or oh, like yeah. in my spares at lunch. Yeah, but year eight and nine, people would, my closest friends knew where I was going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They never asked me about it. Yeah. Okay. Um, but because the f- people I was friends with back then, they didn't ask about mm. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because like I had schoolmates. <clears throat> Sorry. I had schoolmates and then I had mates outside. Yeah. And then the mates outside were more like opening, open with that stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't always talk about it. Yeah. But you don't I, have to. I'm definitely more open than most guys. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. But I feel like at school is like a important, especially because Halebury is parallel. So it's um, boys <coughs> all in classes yeah. and girls all in classes, but we come together at like recess and lunch. Yeah. And especially through like year 10 is when you start to like integrate. Yeah, integrate more. Whereas, because I was, but it was different because I was a Berwick where, and even, especially my level, there was a I think separation between the girls and the boys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> nah, I don't know. No, nah, fuck, yeah, fuck yeah. those guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, not fuck those guys because. No, like I, loved, I some, loved it. I yeah, loved yeah, it. yeah, yeah, same. It. But I was almost going to leave Halebury. It's private school in general. It's yeah, not yeah, just yeah, Halebury. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I, I. We both very much love Taylor. <coughs> fucking hell. Well, you, you, you I don't know. You got something up yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll just take a sip of water. Have no um, No, it's, it's not Halebury. It's private schools in general. They don't educate about men's health. They don't educate about real issues. Well, I don't know about other schools, but... Well, from what I've there talked wasn't, to other people... Yeah, there who, wasn't much 
stuff. I know there was stuff. I don't remember. But I don't was, remember a single thing from year ten to twelve about mental health. Yeah. Uh, mate, I remember our, "Are You Okay" day, but that was one day out of the whole yeah, year. Yeah, there might have been a few like assemblies and all that kind of stuff. I honestly don't remember that. Maybe they did that at Berwick, but at Keezy, like I don't remember one thing about mental health. Um, I, but but in year twelve, like our our teachers were amazing. Like they, um, especially the head of year twelve. Shout out to him. I'm not going to say his name, but. He literally saved my mental health the entire year 12. Yeah. He was always there and very, like, advocated for it. And so All the, the teachers, teachers are good there. Yeah. They, 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 I honestly, mean, that's what I you mean, pay for. There's maybe a handful there. Okay, like, but that's, that's everywhere, bro. You just want to yell at them. Bro. Yeah. But I feel like that's what you pay for there. Like, you pay for those yeah. teachers who actually put an effort yeah. and actually care. Well, well, that's why it was good at Barrett because, obviously, you went to the Keezy campus mm. and um, I went to the Barrett campus, which is, like, the smallest one out of the three. Um, and there's less people there, mm. obviously. So you get more one on one time. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> but I like I was saying to I forgot who I was talking this about this the other day. But I was like, they bring in speakers to talk about the most irrelevant shit. Like yeah, like the, like no, they bring in speakers. But no, um, that as well. no, like past students who are who were like at the top of their class mm. and who have exceeded. To come back and talk about what they've done, why it's important to do this. Um, you know, oh, I got a ninety nine point nine five ATAR, and now I'm like on track to be the prime minister. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, Good on you, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally and, and like they bring like ex AFL players back and yeah, be like, yeah. yeah, I love the school, school culture, Ugh. and like, and like, yep, now I'm like a Premier medalist, and it's like, dude, shut <laughs> up, like, like. Bring back someone who like did make it, and yeah. I want to know their yeah. story. Yeah, exactly. But they, they bring. But they pump up their own ties purely because you know they shove so much money into the school. Yeah, exactly. But I, they didn't bring anyone to talk, and, and it's so important. Like they didn't bring anyone to talk about, like mm. especially men's mental health, because they were not not nicer, but they were more. Well, they did like a Beyond Blue, and kind of like a. They used to do like they used to do like fundraisers and stuff like but that's the social gross. media stuff. Yeah, that but you never... No, that brings no awareness to the boys. Yeah, true. Like you got to put in the perspective, it's very different to you like because you are open about it, but there's boys who it's, don't... Yeah, it's a lot harder to get into high school people. Like it's mm. a, as in like it's it's harder to, you know... Get it through to them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, like, they, they never, like, made it a priority. Like, for the girls, we had – I don't know about the boys, but from what I heard, the girls, we had such amazing teachers who were prominent with and understood that we were struggling with mental health. But for the guys, mm-hmm. like, I felt like there was nothing there. And there was no one to come and talk about it. Like, we never had people – like, instead of bring someone who has experienced depression is now doing well or something, something like that, like – Bring in someone who can advocate for it from Lifeline or Beyond Blue, but they never did that. Yeah, see, like, I, I kind of beg to differ there because it's like the teachers at Berwick, because obviously I don't know how the teachers were at Keezy, mm. right, but the teachers at Berwick were like, they were strict, but they always said, like, you can easily come and talk to us, mm. which is why I... I get that, but they still should have been more, ad, more advocates. Yeah. <clears throat> you, know how hard, you know how hard it is for anyone, meanwhile, probably a male figure who probably doesn't get to talk about it at home to get up and be like, fuck, I actually need to go talk to someone. Yeah. Like, and very hard. it just doesn't ha- like, <clears throat> I feel like it happens more like 
it happens more at private schools, as in like you get more help at private schools than you oh, do yeah, at probably, other schools. Because yeah. I've got mates in other schools where they're just like, you just get zero help. Yeah, like, yeah exactly. And Halebury do spoon feed you. Yeah. Like everything, like the teachers will work outside of school hours to, yeah, no, the teachers are you insane. know, they're amazing. do that. But I'm like, sure. you know, mm-hmm. it's harder for other kids in other schools because they're just like, Teachers don't really give a fuck about them, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Like, they just come in. That, but that, it should be, like, a thing and between not... Supervising. Not even just between private schools, <coughs> but it should be through public and private schools for, like, a mental health program. Mm. Like, that goes through consistent through both. And I feel like because private... The thing is, private schools have more resources. So they, they have resources to put in more into that. Public schools yeah. don't have resources. Mm. So it is a bit different, but I get what you're saying. But I personally think that there wasn't enough um, education around it. But going into, like, for more male figures, because obviously I can't speak from it because I'm not a guy. Um, well, you can. You just, yeah. Well, I'm not a, I don't have, I'm not a biological guy. I don't <coughs> identify as a male. But um, from from what I can see is that I feel like guys it's harder for them to, to go see a psych or go see um, a counsellor or whatever. But how did you even get to that point? Like, did you say something to your mum or did you... Um, or did you <coughs> fucking hell. <coughs> Sorry, I can't... <coughs> mm. It's all that sugar, bro. Yeah, I know. It's fucking old chalky. <coughs> Sorry, I need to get it. <laughs> uh, um, have a cough. Right, he doesn't have COVID. He doesn't have COVID. <laughs> um... Sorry, what was the question? I was, I was too busy fucking... I was saying that... Um, did you, How did you get to seeing a psych? Oh, you- yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, it was just kind of like... Yeah, my mum kind of pushed it towards me a little bit. So I had a... If I can remember, because it was like year eight. Um, I had a talk with my mum and then... She had a talk with the school and then they got it they got it set up for me and then we organised sessions and all that kind of stuff. Were you keen to do it or not? <clears throat> yeah. I'm always love to I've always Did liked to. Did you feel to, weird about it? Like you so, were happy? Uh, at that age, because I didn't really know what it was yet. Because <clears throat> I was so young and it happened so young. Mm. Um, I didn't really know what I was kind of talking about. So I kind of would just go in there and talk about my day and how I felt um, and my relationships with people and and just like blabber on. And I can't really remember too much from the sessions, but like the actual psychiatrist was one of the kids in my year level's mum as well. So, and she'd always say like, look, I would never talk about my patients in front of like the kids and stuff. So. But um, she was so nice and, you know, I was, it was just, it was easy to talk to her about stuff. But it was the first time I'd really talked about that stuff to someone before, mm. other than my mum. Did you feel like before, like your mum said something or like wanted you to say someone you were struggling or like you, she just wanted you to say someone for the sake of like what you're going through personally, um, family stuff? <clears throat> she knew I was struggling because I wasn't the same person I was or have been or what, yeah, or was. Um, so she 
just kind of was like, oh, maybe you should go talk to someone about it. I've got, and and then I'd go, look, I've got you to talk about mm. it too. She goes, yeah, but it doesn't help yeah, to can't. get some outside help and mm. and like it was the first time doing that kind of stuff. Well, I'd always because I, as I said, I did speech therapy. For 10 years. So I, I kind of had a therapist before. Yeah, okay. But not talking about my... Fa- I mean, like... I didn't know you did speech therapy. <clears throat> yeah, so I did that because obviously my speech was bad and it can get bad now sometimes, like mm. when I'm, like, really tired and stuff. Mm. But um, I just get, like, I just get like bullied for it and stuff. So my speech therapist was kind of like a therapist yeah, yeah. as well because she was helping me not to get made fun of and stuff but yeah. you know it was fuck those I, guys i learned to live with it well yeah fuck those people it, it was kind of hard when what's, what's their name and address <laughs> <laughs> it, it was kind of hard <laughs> when protective. yeah it, it was kind of hard when your two best friends in primary school throughout the whole primary school were your two biggest bullies yeah and that, that's what happens i feel like that's more like common like people will get more bullied by like people that are closest to them like that's underestimated like yeah. people usually think it's like people that you don't know or like yeah. random kids at school yeah but sometimes actually i was talking about, yeah to it. i was talking about it with my cousin last night mm. um i was like because i told him i was going on this podcast mm. and then i'd talk about what i just told you and then he goes yeah it's the exact same my best friend was my bully as well it's so weird it's so strange it's because like sometimes you you gravitate to the people that a meanest to you mm. because it makes you feel safe like yeah. in, a, in a i don't know how to explain it but yeah. it, it actually is very frequent and i've gone through that as well yeah I understand. but um do you did you find that seeing someone benefited you those years or what the speech therapy or the both, both. psychiatrist yeah of course obviously the speech <coughs> therapy has benefited you. yeah yeah no i've always um always been grateful of my time with you know the speech therapist because my speech therapist is actually really nice. And then, so I w- went to one all through primary school. Yeah. I went to two in primary school and then I one when went to one inside Halebury mm. and then I went to one outside of Halebury. Okay. So. And then ther- therapist-wise, did you see everyone, anyone out of Halebury, out of school? No. I never spoke to... Oh. Uh, did I? No. Nah. No, 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 no. Do you no. feel like it's necessary or not? Well, I... I got to a certain age where I was able to talk about my feelings to certain people, like yeah. my friends and stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> I feel like And obviously I've always been able to talk to mum about it as well yeah, and she's course. been a massive help, but sometimes it helps not to talk to a family member. Yeah, no, of course. And I feel like a big part of like seeing someone is just to get that like understanding of how to talk about your feelings, not just everyone underestimates it. They're like, I have nothing to talk about and it's like, well, I'm not saying you have to tell the person your life story. You just got to get in there and start talking. Exactly. And and then something will come out of it. And it's like I say to everyone, I'm like, it's like going to see a doctor. Like you'd go to see a doctor about your physical health. Why Mm. wouldn't you go to see like a psychiatrist? I like that. A psychologist about your mental health. And it doesn't have to be every week or every second week. It can be once a month or once every couple months just to check up and, and... Talk about what you've been going through and how to cope with your emotions. Because sometimes you just need someone outside of your friendship group or your family just to talk to a a different perspective. Yeah, and it's really it's really nice to about anything. Well, like you can talk about your day, Mm. you know, how's your work day and school. Yeah, and and it's really (coughs) nice to get that that external person to like kind of validate you in a way. Like, 
if I'll talk to my psych thing. Well, like, it's not really like not validate. validating, but it's it's just like Understand. getting someone off your chest. Yeah. yeah. Like for some people, it's just about – so for some people, people get lost. So what I used to do is I got lost in talking about my day. So this was when I was depressed. I mm. – I um <clears throat> I got diagnosed with depression. Mm. So, but um, right in the middle of that, like year eight. Did you ever take medication? Yeah, eight nine. No, I didn't. Um, year eight or nine, it was well. M- my medication was seeing the psychiatrist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'd end up talking about my day, and then I'd just automatically go into something. Go more. into something more deeper, yeah. and and I've I've always been like a deep you know, emotional Com- person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you can find me having a DNM at a party like left, right and center. Like, <laughs> yeah. I like to hear about I other noticed. people's problems. I noticed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, so like, like ask any of my mates, we'll be at like a party and then you'll just see me <laughs> in the corner with someone <gasps> just talking about anything and everything so for like me, half an hour. So tell me your deepest, darkest <clears throat> secrets. And you're like, bro, I'm just trying to have a vodka. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, get me to the fucking dance floor. <laughs> Tainted love is on. That's, that's <laughs> get me, me there. That's me. As but, Chad would say, he's yeah. uh Tainted love. I've I've tried talking to him a few times about deep me and he goes, Dad, just get me back to the fucking dance floor. <laughs> like You tried, you tried. Like, you tried. Fleetwood Max on. Like But that's that's, that's good. It's important for boys. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. And then anyway. That's so funny. Yeah, I always feel like I'm the same person, the one that is in the corner always having a DNA. It's everything. like, dude, no one's here, you depressing shit. Like, <laughs> like, let's, like let's, let's just go back to dancing and having fun. We'll deal about it when we're sober. <laughs> no, you never do. That's <laughs> like no, yeah, I know. Of course, of course. That's why. It's, it's, when, it's when people get drunk, they go, they start talking about their day and then yeah, it's, yeah. It's, like, it's like talking to a therapist. Yeah. Like it, it, just, it just comes pouring out. And you know what's funny? Like when people talk to me when they're drunk about like obviously saying they're visibly struggling mm. and then the next day I always follow up. So it's like if you're not ready to talk about your problems, don't talk about them to me because I'll follow yeah, up. Yeah, see. I will follow up and be like, okay, bitch, it's time to see someone. Like something's going on. Like you're, you're struggling. Like, let's if it's really up. bad, yeah. <clears throat> but, it, but if they've just had a bad day, oh, like good. like I'll um, – or like they've had a bad like couple of weeks or a couple of months, I'll um, – Okay, a couple months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's been it's it's been a bad couple of years. <laughs> but uh, no, no, no. Like I understand all that kind of stuff, but it's uh, yeah. I love talking to my mates about that kind of stuff because I can see the relief in see, their eyes when it kind of like it's f- whether they're pissed or not. Like it's mm. it's kind of like you can see the relief in their face, like they've finally got it off their chest. Because I can tell when someone's talking about it for the first time and when they've told the last 15 people they've had a chat to. Yeah, yeah. Which is fine either way, but like it's... Do you find it's gotten better recently? Or do you think like... Because I know, I know there's been like... It, it definitely has yeah. in, the last, in the last few years. Like yeah. I've, I've had heaps of mates. I've met random people out and they've been very open. Um sober or drunk i mean like yeah. obviously you get more more, more people who are introverted um when they're a bit pissed you know they'll start they'll start like chirping up and all that kind of stuff but yeah um you know um more and more people um have been 
Uh, what am I going to say? Sorry, I don't Talking about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, because um, there has been like a movement <coughs> towards, there has been a better movement towards definitely. mental health. But I still feel like there's a long, 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 long way to go because I still feel like it's a bit too surface level. Like, and, and that's my bit of attention for a second. But mm. I still feel like mental health advocation in general is very surface level. Like, talking about depression and anxiety but not the other stuff that is still very prominent yeah i just think more people need to listen about the listen to who or just to everyone just everyone yeah like a lot of people are <clears throat> and i know i've been a massive listen to me girl because <laughs> i i know i'm a big <clears throat> this guy does not shut up not me personally as in like people talking to Talking about me being like, dude, this guy does not shut up. Like, really? Yeah, yeah. He's like, I don't think that about you. Whereas it's like, more people just need to listen because when I kind of step back and um, let someone talk, mm. they just start free flowing usually. Because I feel like I'm a person where people can talk to about because they've known because they know I'm a big emotional guy so (laughs) they could they could talk to people about their emotions and then they can have friends with those that they can have fun with their other friends i mean i'm not saying i'm not fun to be around but Uh, i don't know about that girl (laughs) Um, but i feel like i feel like another thing with men's mental health and and stop Mm. me if i'm wrong because you are the male in this dynamic but i feel like there is a misunderstanding of what affects men's mental health like Say there'll be a guy who's super aggressive or like, you know, you go out to a club. And he's, obvi- he's obviously super s- aggressive for a reason. He's obviously sad. Men, men's sad. I, I, think that, mm. and I, think, I think that is a part yeah. of a mental illness because I, I know personally with my mental illness, like um, having moments of anger or explosive anger or having like just there's different symptoms of, of mental health than like someone just being sad. So like I noticed so many so many guys that I'm like they clearly have mental health issues. But just because someone's angry doesn't mean that. Yeah, I'm not saying that. Mental health issues. I'm not saying that, girl. Yeah. I'm just saying I feel girl. like I feel like that. Um, <clears throat> and also ignore the fact that I say girl fifteen fucking thousand times. Shout out to Ali because she's now made me addicted to saying that. Um, but I, I just feel yeah, like. Girl. On the surface, like mental health talked about, like yeah, you can be sad, but there isn't, <coughs> there isn't like the other aspect of it, like because there are other things that entail on mental health, like drug abuse, or like even mm. like one thing that's really underestimated is like men's body image. <coughs> yeah. Like with bodybuilding and like going to the gym. And stuff it's like that. not even that. It's just like people like say like you go on the beach or even just walking around fully clothed like people are insecure about their body and that's just not just boys that's obviously everyone yeah but i feel like it's less talked about with guys like body image wise like you're I, right i don't hear about guys because it's more well f- my perspective it's more flaunted with girls you know with all like the models and yeah you know all the unrealistic mm. but there are things. unrealistic images oh yeah as well yeah well you see like like yeah well (laughs) every bloke just wants to look like bailey smith so oh yeah i know obviously he's beautiful like he is he's just way too tanned he's a beautiful looking man 
person. Like, what do you want me to say? Like, oh yeah, no, great. he's like, he's a great looking good dude. On him. Like, he's an advocate for mental health, so that like that's good. That 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 gives me a plus and in my eyes. But at the end of the day, mm. like, you don't know his journey. You don't know what's taking him to get there. Like, no, even when I don't know if you listened to the <clears throat> recent podcast. No, with, I didn't. With Jazz, all right, go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> oh no, sorry. I thought you were gonna say the recent podcast with Kenyal. Bailey Smith did that podcast. Oh, no, I didn't watch uh, it. No, I didn't yeah. watch it. Um, Neither. Anyway. I don't really like to watch other people's podcasts when they discuss mental health vividly because it throws me off yeah. from my own thoughts mm-hmm. and my own advocation. Yeah. And especially when they're kind of like close, not close to home, but like, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I'll listen to more theoretical podcasts with mental health rather than just yeah. discussions because then it throws me off my discussion yeah, and yep. I feel like it changes my actual opinion. Yeah. Like, I'll listen to TED Talks and stuff about mental health because that's yep. actual theory. I mean, I listen to Alyssa's because... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously, like, legend, like, one of my really good friends. Yeah. And obviously, like, I I know of her, like... Struggles. Alyssa was the third one? We talked about the hitting. Second one, wasn't Second or third. I, I because you had Jazz and then you had Alyssa and then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, girl, you remember that? Yeah, thanks for... Um, yeah, so Alyssa was the podcast about Borderline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, obviously know about her stuff because me and her have been really close friends for a while and yeah, all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, no, I understand you don't want to listen to... It. So you obviously have a podcast about this kind of stuff. Yeah. And... I, I just not it's, I, it just kind of throws me off a little bit. Does it? Because not it, it makes me compare myself to I, others' podcasts. I'd feel like it just give you like a different perspective. Right now, in yeah. early stages of making this, yeah. I, ha- I have to stay true to myself and stay true to my beliefs and my. Yeah, you, you kind of want to do your own thing before you start conforming because other people's it's, ideas. It's, it's very, it's very easy when you're in the beginning of a project and the beginning of a business mm. to look at other people who have succeeded and be like, "Fuck, I should be doing what they're doing. I should be saying what they're saying." But that's yeah. not true to how and they what they're saying might be amazing and completely right mm-hmm. but i'm just not in the right mind to listen to it because i know yeah. i might take it on and that <clears throat> might not be what i actually feel so yeah. i need to stay tra- true to my personality yeah. anyway so I anyway yeah anyway um, <laughs> we're so, not a bit of a tangent um, yeah anyway but what i was saying was in the podcast i talked about with jazz yeah is that um what did she say she was saying that like you because we're talking about Bailey smith and how obviously he has an amazing body amazing guy whatever yeah but you don't know like what has taken someone to like look like that. Like Jazz was like yeah. when I was at my skinniest and, and people obviously like would comment being like, what's your workout routine and shit like that. <laughs> she hadn't eaten for like two days. Yeah. So it's like you actually don't know what's actually taken someone to go that way. I'm sure he does it healthily or whatever. I don't know his story. But it's just like no one should look up to anyone he's just in chiseled. body image ways. He's just chiseled. He's a chiseled yes, he man. <laughs> he's, just, he's just sculpted. Do you want to look like him? Huh? Uh, nah. I mean, pretty, I mean, I mean, I mean, any guy want to look like that? You know what I mean? Like, I know, but like, it doesn't affect your mental health. You're just like, hey. yeah. I mean, you're you're right, but you know, I don't. He's I don't a know. he's a pretty yeah. He's. Obviously. I mean, like, I've never had a six pack in my life, so. I thought you had six pack now. No. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> I just it's just pure. Is dad it, it's pod. all the sniffs. Yeah, it's pure dad. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with the dad one. Um. <laughs> Oh, that's what, yeah, no, he's, he's, he's beautiful, but so are mm. you, everyone's beautiful it's in their own nice ways, eyes. but, anyway, yeah, I was going to say, do you feel like 
because it, it would take away from the personal your personal stance on mental health yeah. and like the fact you're an emotional guy mm. um do you feel like if you weren't there in your friendship group would other guys be discussing it um and don't mention in particular people like yeah, yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. in a group way well, so n- what in like my whole friendship group? No, just like maybe like yeah, like I get like in, in general. Like you mean in general or in your friendship group? Um, what do you think? I mean, they would, but at the same time, like I'm a very confident guy. Mm. Um, usually the loudest person in the room. Same. Type mm. situation. I mean, if you've met my mum, she's the exact same. So. Yeah. So I guess most people would be like, oh, he's got nothing to worry about. He doesn't have... Have you, have you, have you ever, like, has anyone ever come to you and been like, I'm really struggling? Yeah. Multiple guys? Yeah. That's awesome. Because, as I said before, like, most of my friends know that they can talk to me about this stuff. Mm. Like, do you think they talk to each other about it, though? No. Mm. Why do you think that? Because... Most of the people I hang around with, maybe don't. They're not. They're not like boy. You know, like boys. You yeah. know, like we're the boys. Like, <laughs> but <laughs> boys yeah, yeah. But um, musical. you know, but the, they're not an emotional crew. Yeah, Most of my friends aren't really emotional. Some of my closest friends are they like refuse to talk about their feelings. Do you, that's like, but that, do you think that's a systemic thing, or I think that that's out of shame, or um, they genuinely have nothing to talk about? No, it's not that they have nothing to talk about. I just think they don't think they have to talk about it, mm. <clears throat> and when they do, they feel better. Do you think that them not talking about it will affect them in the long run? Yeah, of course. In what type of way? Well, for example, obviously not mentioning names here. Mm. But one of my friends, um, he's like, well, a few of my friends, they've come to me and said, look, I'm feeling sad, feeling, not depressed, but I'm feeling, can you stop touching me? Thanks. Oh, you made that <laughs> seem so good. I just, tu- <laughs> I just touched uh, his ring. <laughs> Relax. Yeah. Maybe. This ring actually, on a side note, this Carl Grigg and Lily Magri oh, got me beautiful. this ring. All right, thank you. Go on from your story. From Rome. Oh, it's big. Italy, so. Yeah. Anyway, it's a bit big for you. Okay, go on. Um, cover back, please. Yeah. Thanks. It, it's like a part of my skin. Look. Anyway, so, um, yeah, so they've come to me and they've never been emotional towards me ever. So this was a while ago. Um, they've never been emotional to me ever. Like, he's not an emotional guy. Even when he's drunk, he's not really emotional. Um, and... Um, Hasn't got really an emotional family either. Like his dad's like that's big, where, that's r- where it comes y- from. you know, big like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Doesn't really express his feelings, yeah. and I mean, he does now because I love him and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah. So and there was one night we were sitting at the back of my place. And it was just me and him, and he's um, you know, said all like we're just talking about nothing, like like just random. And all of a sudden he just he just starts talking to me about you know his problems and. He went to go see someone and all that's that awesome. kind of stuff. And I'm just like, 
but I'd never known it because he's never been an emotional guy and I didn't think there was anything wrong with him. Yeah. Well, not wrong with him, yeah, but, yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah. The, like something's been up. Nothing so. that he was struggling with. Um, but, you know, he told me about it, had my ears open, I listened, and, you know, he's he comes to me here and there, um, but... I know that he doesn't speak about it with anyone else. Yeah. Mate, he speaks about it to his girlfriend and stuff, but, yeah. you know. Um, as long as he's seeing someone, though, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, and she's beautiful. She's one of my favourites, so. The girlfriend or the side? The girlfriend. Oh. Um, oh, we you talking about seeing a psych? Mm. Oh. But, yeah, cool. What do you mean? I don't know. That's what I was saying. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 no. I thought you were talking about the girlfriend. No, anyway. no, no. I'm sure she's amazing as well, but I was saying that it was good that she is seeing a psych because I feel like if you don't talk about it, it's even harder to see. I'm not sure if he's still seeing her, but or well, if he's still seeing he or she. Regardless, like if if they've gotten up and taken the choice to see someone, that's still pretty amazing. The fact that they're not like an open person Mm. because I feel like that's the hardest part. Like if you're most of my friends aren't open people. Most. I don't want to say this in a general term, but like most guys around here aren't no. open people. Um, and that's why it is a bit of a problem. And that's why like male suicide rates are higher than women. Do you no. know that? No, I didn't. Uh, I mean, I, kn- I knew some sort of yeah. that well, like men commit suicide more than girls. Yeah, because they don't talk about it. So it's, yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah. it's... Crazy, yeah. I feel like they have less like support 100 percent, 100%. 100%. Because the male fig- figure in a lot of male, in it's a, it's a cycle. Because mm. as you're saying, right, your your friends they don't talk, or whoever you don't they don't talk about men's health, so they're not like, everyone, but you know, yeah, like wanna, whatever. I'm generalizing, somebody, yeah. And they so say one male, right. He doesn't talk about mental health issues. Mm-hmm. He is a closed person. Not his fault. That's how he's learned to be. Yeah. But he struggles. Mm-hmm. Anyway, meets a girl, meets a guy, has a kid, whatever. Has the kid. And then the kid's a boy. What does he learn? Not to talk about it. It's a cycle. It goes on and on and on and on. So someone yeah. needs to go in that cycle and break it and become the male figure that allows the the son to to talk about things and then that's how you break the cycle yeah being able to talk about mental but i do think nowadays it's like uh, as you said before it's getting better it's we're still far away but we're still getting better i i I still i still think it's far away um because as you said like even in public schools and stuff like the just the resources are so low Hmm. especially for guys like for girls i feel like it sounds a bit silly but like even when girls go through puberty and stuff it's like oh the girls are going to go through mood changes and and they're going to get their period and they're going to get depressed and they're going to get mm. angry and stuff like that. Like that is more <coughs> focused on. So then girls have that bit of lenience in the sense that yep. they know that everyone knows that the girls are going to struggle mood wise, mm-hmm. but then guys, they never get that. Yeah, I understand. Like even with my dad, like he really never, like obviously I speak to d- mum more than I speak to dad about mental health. Yeah, same. Because just like the dynamic mm-hmm. but then i've tried to lean more towards talking to dad about it to educate him more so he understands yeah and then the, that's where it comes from the older generations you know we think we haven't heard anything about it like they would have 
heard nothing about it. Oh, nothing. Like, Literally right, nothing. And then, and then their parents are... Oh, fuck all. Like my... My, <laughs> my, my nonno who passed away mm. on my mum's side. Yeah. If I mentioned mental health to him, he'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like... All he did was wake up and shovel hay. Like he wasn't thinking about yeah. his feelings, bro. Well, my my mum's. Uh, uh, so, my mum's dad. Dad, sorry. Finishing your sentence for you. My pop. Mm. He's got two brothers, and one of them committed suicide. Um, Christmas Eve. About so, so well, not Christmas Eve. Around, yeah, 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 yeah. My mum's my uncle. All, all around the same age. He was the oldest. I'm pretty sure he's the oldest. Um, yeah, he committed suicide around Christmas, which was yeah, horrific, devastating. Yeah. So um, that's when usually suicide rates go up as well. Yeah. So we didn't. Mum didn't tell us that it was suicide at the start. But we kind of found out because it, it was a couple of years ago, uh, maybe like three or four years ago, oh, okay. four years ago. Yeah. Um, and but my pop has always has been diagnosed with depression for ages. Mm. And ever since me and my brother were kids, like little kids, like he, he was like up and about telling jokes, you know, mm. wouldn't want a beer or, you know, you know, just your classic, yeah. classic. Your grandpa. grandpa, yeah. Um, and then, you know, all of a sudden, Jobs. goes a bit quiet. He's not telling jokes. He kind of just sits there and keeps himself with his hands in his laps and a lap. lap. Um, and then, you know, and then he starts to get a bit better through where, through like the start of high school, kind of end, end of primary school, start getting a bit better. Um, you know, starts telling more jokes and then. His brother, who no one knew, was struggling. Or was struggling. Mm. He, um, you know, he committed suicide, and then it sent him back into a hole. And how is he right now? Really quick. He's slowly, very slowly, getting a little bit better. Getting better. But well, yeah, you know, it's you know, like we're talking about people, um, you know, their parents and. Their grandparents, especially from the older generations, we're talking about people who get affected by that. Yeah, of course. And it, it's just like they're it, affected it by it. Just becomes the trickle on. down effect. So it just correct. It's a comes domino down. effect. And, and they're affected by it, but they just don't know mm. what it is. Yeah. Like, oh, I have to tell this quick story before we finish. Um, and we'll finish in the last ten minutes. But That's right. um. When I was in hospital, right? Yeah. There was this this older guy, um, and so weird. He he was in his sixty late sixties, nearly seventy, and he was a, Jew, a Jewish guy. I think you might have told me this story. And it, yeah, go on. He was. I miss him so much, and I think he. I haven't spoken to him in, in ages, but I think he might have changed his number or something, or, or I have lost his number. He was like your best friend in there, yeah, or something, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I was in there for a month, and yeah, he, yeah. he was in there for three. Yeah. Um. So he recently split from his wife, and he was obviously struggling, blah blah blah. And we had chats every day, long chats, and he and he was like, "Never ever been told what mental health is. I don't understand it, and I'm only starting to understand it." But he struggled from really, really, really extreme anxiety. Yeah. Like depression recently because of the situation, but. 
really bad anxiety. And he's mm-hmm. like, when I was a kid, I'd be like 10 or 11 or 12 and I'd be playing with my kids and I just feel this like pain in my chest and I'm like what is that like I do not understand what that is like he'd go to the doctor he'd say to the doctor I don't know what this is he'd say to his parents like I, I don't understand and then eventually when he got older in his 30s and his 40s he's like oh that was anxiety like this whole time I've been struggling with it and I just didn't understand what it was yeah. and then he got on medication etc but it was just amazing to have a conversation with him about it because he didn't understand it but because he was struggling with it he was so open to learn about it and yeah we had amazing constructive conversations but he was and then there was another male in there who was in his 40s maybe late 40s and he struggled with depression as well but it was just crazy like whenever I talk about the out talk about it to them it was very different to the dynamic I had with the ladies in there because the ladies were like yeah I've struggled with it my whole life like and that's what I mean. Like uh, we're talking about, we're talking about r- having the right resources at the start at our school, <clears throat> mm. and like it's just, I wouldn't say it was non-existent back in the day. But if, if you're feeling down and upset, you've just had a bad day. Yeah. But uh, or like if you've had a bad week or a couple of bad months, you know, you know, it's not that you're not feeling well. It's you've just had a bad. You've just had a bad couple of weeks or like a bad month and then you brush it off, you wake up, you go to work, come back. Yeah. But, you but, know? But, and, and that, I don't know, I think I told you to read it, that Mark Manson book, The Subtle Art Not Giving a Fuck. Yeah, I read it. Oh, you know? So I read it before you, okay. before you told me, you know. Uh, go fuck yourself. Because I'm a legend. Okay. So. Um, <laughs> but you know that bit, and, and, and I'll go on a bit, the reason that I feel like back when it's also my mum's favourite book. It's amazing. But the reason I feel like back when, say, my grandparents or your grandparents were struggling, like those mental health issues were still there, but it was... Yeah, it's, of course. It, always it, been it's there. It's so much easier to get mental health issues now, like mm-hmm. severe ill... Like issues are different to illnesses, but I feel like it's so much easier to develop an illness in yeah. this century because... And Mark Manson talks about it. He says, like, because it's such a bad em- epidemic, like, we have so many things to worry about. Yeah. Like, when our grandparents were at that age, like, what their goals were, what they thought was the only thing for them was work, have kids, live. Mm-hmm. But but for us, it's like, get rich, be skinny, be win a million dollars. Go live on TikTok. Have, yeah. Go live, <laughs> get, get famous. Like, oh, yeah. it's just, there's so many, like, standards to live up to. So it's like... We constantly put that pressure on ourselves, and we're constantly feeling like, especially because, especially because nowadays people see how easy it is to get famous, and they go, mm. "Oh fuck, you know, like I can do that." Exactly, and even like with footy players and stuff, like I can imagine, like for an insecure guy who probably isn't struggling, he was probably mm. struggling in his confidence. Like, yeah, we struggle with girl models and stuff like that, but we, yeah. but it's a bit different because, like, I well, I feel it's a bit different because I think people don't know that. People think like the rich are just happy because they have lots of money and the famous are happy because they've got so many people waiting outside their door to take photos and blah, blah, blah. No, but they're, they're probably the more... They're probably the saddest. Yeah. But I, f- I feel like... God, like Especially high-performance sport as well. Oh, I feel like that is an underestimated... Like elite sport. I, I, I 100% feel like that's an underestimated um, avenue of like why people struggle with mental health. But you hear about, be hearing about it more today, 
With high performance sport. With high performance sport. You hear more people coming out and saying, look, I'm not okay. You know? Yeah. It's time to change the stigma, all that kind of stuff. Mm. And good on them. That's been that's been amazing, but I still feel like there's a long way to go. Because, yeah. like, even, like, for guys who perhaps, like, were going to get into the AFL and then didn't get in or, like, people got dropped, like, I feel like that would be so fucked up for your mental health. One of the big things is being a superstar all through you primary school high school you know being a making all the teams making all the sport teams all the all the ones all the bloody out and then getting to that last part and then you hit your first road bump when you're in the high level sport and then you go well this is fucked i've Mm. never not won or never not made the team you talking about yourself no oh because i I struggled oh, through yeah. thing as well. Yeah. I mean, like, look, I, I made some teams. I got cut more often than I did. Mm. Um, but I think that's why it helps me because I'm, you know, getting back on the wagon, all that yeah. kind of stuff. And my mum helps me with that kind of stuff. But I'm talking about people who are superstars all through it and then they hit their first road bump later on in their sporting career oh, yeah. and yeah. they go fuck and then they and then they you know it sends them into a downward spiral spiral and that's obviously not just talking about sport either yeah it can be anything if you you know you're fine all the way through um you know like even leaving school like people have such an amazing school life everyone get out of school and they're like what the fuck they get out of school and goes fuck i wish i was back in school yeah and then they hit depression because and it's a very underestimated um avenue of, of where mental health yeah. issues arise. And I feel like, especially for, um, and, and, and talking in the perspective of high performance sport, yeah. it's such a staunch, and I will do an episode about, I want to do an episode on this as well. Because you have so much media, you know, massive like social media, so social media like following and Everyone knows how much money you're on. Mm. Everyone knows, you know, your every movement. Dude, I f- mate, if I was a footy player and I got dropped, fuck, that would be so hard. Like, not yeah. that they deserve to get dropped. Like, that's not the point. Yeah. But, I, like, I feel like that's an avenue that is so um, undiscovered with mental health. Yeah. Like, and, it's, and it's the people who get dropped and then don't go back up because mm. as soon as they get dropped, they're like, ah, oh, fuck this. Yeah, because they get upset. It's, it's depressing. It's hard. It, yeah. It'd be difficult, but I feel like, yeah, that's another avenue that needs to be discovered. And then but there's a lot of, n- nowadays in high professional sport, there's a lot of, like, performance therapists and anxi- anxiety people and stuff. In anxiety people, yeah. yeah. yeah well, I've never met an yeah, anxiety yeah. therapist. <laughs> you know. I'm joking, yeah, I'm joking. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah. An anxiety therapist, yes. Um, yeah. And, that, yeah, as I said, like, it is, it's clearly getting better, and that's that's... Yeah. The main that's the main thing. That's what's important. But because you wouldn't find them at a footy club twenty years ago. Oh fuck no. No. Oh hell no. You wouldn't, and you wouldn't find them anywhere. But there needs to be more education in general. Yeah. Um. But obviously that's my, not my like not exactly my avenue because I'm not a male. Yeah. But it's still something that I'll continue to advocate for. Yeah. But all but like every male growing up wants to be a. AFL football. Well, well, yeah, you're right. Not Ish, everyone. In Victoria. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe in fucking Victoria. Everyone, you know, like everyone wants to be like high-performance sport. They mm. want to play in front of 
100,000 people every week. And Fuck that. I couldn't imagine anything worse, bro. I can't even, yeah. I can't even run around Albert Park without the, <laughs> the, the black swans running after me in fear. Yeah. Um, but to end on a final note, how do you think you're going now? Uh, to catch you off guard a little bit? Uh, yeah. I mean, no, I, I mean, like, I still love to talk. Well, not that I love to talk about it, mm. but I still talk about my feelings. Um um obviously i'm a very open person i'm you know i'm a bit nervous at the moment because i'm because i'm here about because <laughs> i'm about I'm, to yeah I'm so cute. yeah yeah because yeah. <laughs> um because obviously and i'm an intimidating, I, I wear, intimidating independent woman anyway sorry for cutting off yeah let, go on. let me talk <laughs> as um yeah as soon as like obviously because I went to Canada like two years ago. Yeah, go on. Stop taking photos of me. Right. Um, yeah, um, obviously went to Canada like two years ago and went by myself and I was only there for like five months because then I came out because COVID. I like struggled while I was over there and obviously all throughout COVID and all that kind of stuff. But um, now I'm leaving for America in January. Five years, which would be pretty cool. I'll come back for Chrissy and stuff to see you and stuff, obviously. To see me? Yeah, of course. Just to see me? Yeah. Of course. Um, but, uh, yeah, so... You're I'm, your entire family. I'm, yeah, I'm quite, I'm quite nervous about that, you know, like going over there. Why are you nervous? Starting, You're going to be a stallion, bro. Starting a new life. And, no. Well, it's not a new life, but, like, I'm going to miss everyone, all yeah, that kind of, of stuff. But, um, yeah, I'm kind of... Struggling right now with the fact that this is my last couple months with some of my closest friends and mm. family for a long time. Mm. And it's it, it was different when I went to Canada because I knew, I kind of knew I wasn't going to go for the full two years because it was like a two-year thing. Mm. Um, and like I called mum every day. I called my mates every day. Yeah. Like having massive... Even though I was on the other side of the world, mm. traveling and all that kind of stuff, I was getting FOMO. They were having parties and all that kind of stuff, and I was just like, "Yeah, I, of course, I, I'd give anything to go back there." But it's you're not going to feel that way when you go to fucking New York. Yeah, it's going to be very true. different, and, and honestly, you're not going to miss out on much. And when you come back here, everyone's still going to be the fucking same. Yeah, but you I just, I just love, just love my friends, like. Well, that's good. But as I told you before, I got hopefully I got like Dex coming over with me, and I know Mum and stuff will, will want to come for my first game and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, I'll be there, girl. Yeah. I'm gonna come to New York. You got my hand in the cheer squad. Of course. Of like 300 people. Oh god. <laughs> well, um, we'll finish up, but I wanted to say. How you been going? No, no, no. No, we're not. No, no, we're not no, about me. Yeah, no. Come on. I'm good. Bye, yeah, everyone. Um, no, <laughs> don't worry about me. Um, I'm good. I worry about you. Come on. I'm pretty. Tell me. Well, first and foremost, um, I'm cute. And that's all that matters. Anyway, I'm fine. No, we don't talk about me on this episode. We will talk about me externally. Because um, this is all about you and all about men's mental health. But we'll finish on this note. And um, I want to say thank you for coming on, first and foremost. It's, it's my pleasure. Stop doing that. <laughs> um, and 
stop. <laughs> and thank you for listening. And we will be back with another men's mental health um, episode. And I'll have another. Who are you going to get on next? None of your business, bitch. Um, right. But next episode will be something different. But I will you bring. bring Charvel. No. I'll bring on whoever <laughs> I want to bring on. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Just don't bring Declan on. And there will be and there will be resources in the description. And love you all. And talk to you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.